Hey girl, hey, welcome to another episode of Mama's Side Hustle Podcast. Today I have on the show Melanie Fountain. Melanie is a blog and Pinterest manager helping small business owners and blogs create strategies for effectively growing brand awareness by using Pinterest. Melanie is also a single mama. So in this episode, we will dig into life as a single mompreneur, what that looks like, how she makes it all work, And then she gives us some actionable tips and strategies for marketing on Pinterest, a platform that is not just for recipes and DIY, which I'm all about, but it's also geared towards information products, inspiration and education. And with more than 250 million viewers a month, this is definitely a platform you want to be on and is an episode you want to listen to all the way through. Welcome to Mama Side Hustle, where we believe that Every woman can have a wildly successful business while still keeping the job as mama her top priority. Six-figure earner, mama of two, and heart-centered sales expert Chanel Coons empowers you with tips and techniques to get the most results in your business and sales career without having to sacrifice family and fun. Plus, listen in on other mama business owner stories and be empowered by their experience. If you're ready to take your sales and life to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, the mother hustler, teacher, and adventure seeker herself, Chanel Coons. Hi, Melanie. Thanks so much for being on the show. Hi, Chanel. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So we connected on the gram like several months ago, and you totally charmed me. And yeah, I'm so thrilled to have you on the show because I believe the work that you do is super important for mompreneurs. And this is going to be really good content for them to be able to implement to their life. So I'm super excited to dig into your work. But first, I want to get to know Melanie Fountain. So if you can tell us a little bit more about you. Okay. Thank you so much. I am, I'm so excited to be here. I just wanted to say that I love your podcast and that you're, that you're so much fun. And so a little bit about me is I'm a single mom of an incredible six-year-old girl. I've been a single mom since right after her first birthday when I was 22 and into much of my adult life. I've pretty much been on my own. I'm really blessed. I'm very close to my family and I have a huge support system. But more than a mom, I am a lover of all things coffee. Seriously, (laughs) especially today, it fuels my life. I, I don't know what I would do without it. And I love sushi and picnics with my little girl. We're always busy doing something, whether it's a hike, a spontaneous drive to the ocean, or listening to live music. We're always on the go. We live (laughs) we live in the Sierra foothills in California. So there's always some part of the forest we're exploring by boat or foot or car. And I think that life is an adventure and we rarely say no to one. Yes. That's my motto too. Life is an adventure. I love that. Exactly. (laughs) So when we first met, you were a virtual assistant. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. And you're still basically a virtual assistant, but you've kind of found your niche in Pinterest. Well, I am actually, I do some virtual assisting, but I, I geared myself more towards the strategy and the management of Pinterest and blogs now. So So what I do now is I've kind of geared away from virtual assisting and I've gone more towards the management and strategy side of it. So when people ask me kind of what I do for a living, it's, well, I get to pin on Pinterest and read blogs for a living, which kind of makes people look at me like I'm crazy, but that's kind of always (laughs) fun. And what I actually do is I help business owners and bloggers drive traffic by auditing their current systems 
optimizing what they have, coming up with an ongoing strategy to start implementing a schedule to grow their, grow their traffic and build awareness around their brand in a nutshell. Gotcha. That's awesome. Okay. So yeah, we're going to dig into that more in just a little bit. I do want to dig into being like a single mompreneur, just because I know some of our listeners are single moms and doing the, the work hustle. So I know your daughter is six now and she's in school, I'm sure. And so that like allots you a decent amount of time. But what has been the journey with that? When did the shift occur to where you were like, okay, I want to work from home. I want to be my own boss. And how do you find time for everything and like still maintain some sanity all the while? Because both being a mom and being a business owner are a ton of work. So can you give us some insights into kind of like your work-life situation? And I'm also curious the transition into becoming your own entrepreneur. Of course. Well, Chanel, I'll tell you, it's definitely a hustle, even after quitting my my J-O-B and, <laughs> and working for myself. I actually started a little over a year ago now researching ways to, to work from home. And that all started when I came to the realization that I don't want to have to sacrifice time with my daughter and feel guilty for having to leave my work behind because, or even get in trouble for taking care of my sick daughter or missing out on field trips or even just taking some much needed R&R. So I started researching work from home and I, I, I went through all of the things. And then that's when I stumbled across virtual assisting. And I just, and after saving up enough money and making enough income, I just decided to pull the trigger. And I said, okay, if I'm not going to take this leap now, well, I have the support of my family and I'm in a really good situation. I'm just going to go for it. And so even without much of a plan, I quit my job. I said, I'm done. I, I don't want to spend the rest of my life working instead of being there for my family. And I wanted that flexibility to be able to take off a Wednesday morning and walk with my daughter to a national walk to school day and not have to worry about, oh my gosh, do I have enough PTO for this? And so that's where really the switch came in. That is so cool. That takes some real bravery. Like, you know, I mean, you planned it all out, but the fact that you took the leap is completely admirable. So I commend you for that. Way to go. Oh, thank you so much. It was it was probably one of the most terrifying experiences of, of my life, but I have no regrets. It has been such an amazing experience to be doing this and it's only continuing to get better. And it puts you in a situation to where you have to like sink or swim, which makes you either hustle. It depends on a person's personality, right? But <laughs> right. obviously you've stepped up because you're either going to sink and not do well, like crush in the overwhelm sort of thing, or step up and make it happen and make it work. And that's what the kind of position that you put yourself in. And obviously you're thriving. So that's very cool. Thank you so much. And that's part of being a single mom is, and even in business, if you, if you're not a parent is you have to find your why and your why has to be strong enough to push you through those hard times or through those seasons of doubt and struggle. And my why was making sure that I can support my daughter and still continue to live out my dream. So that is where, why I decided to do it. And that's where I am today, generally. And then as for work-life balance, it's a roller coaster. I'm going to have to say that some days I feel like I have it all together, that I'm on top of the world. And other days I feel like nothing seems to fit. 
And some days you still have that mom guilt that eats at you. And, but you just have to remind yourself of the greater picture. And my daughter and I always have an open conversation about when you're working really hard for something, it's because of the bigger picture. That is really powerful. And that's also a really good point. You just painted a a whole picture of mompreneur life because it's not always easy. And some days you're just like, hell yeah, like I'm on fire. Like I did everything. I took care of my kid. I did, you know, X, Y, Z for my business. I, today was a great day. And then the next day or two days later, it's like, oh my hell, like I have so much to do and and I'm behind. Like, how did this even happen? It's a constant juggling act from my Mm -hmm. experience as well. But it's again, going back to the bigger picture. What are your dreams? What are your goals? What are your desires? What's your why? And honing in on that, digging deep and just knowing that you're in it for the long haul and everything's going to work out. But I feel the same way, a constant juggling act. Exactly. It's a roller coaster for sure. And I get to work at home while my daughter's at school and when she goes to sleep at night and when times are crazy, she gets to do her homework while I'm working right next to her on the computer. And then I get to help her at the same time. There's a lot of overlap between my business and my life, but I love being able to be at every soccer and gymnastics practice where I can cheer her on and encourage her while I sit there brainstorming new business ideas and responding to client emails. So I'm present in both my life and my business. Yes, that's cool. And I do make time every day to have dedicated time with my daughter every day. I live about 25 minutes away from her school. So when I pick her up, we turn off the radio, we turn off everything and we just talk and we talk about her day and we laugh and we're both goofballs. So I make it a point to have that dedicated time where we just laugh and enjoy each other. Mm, That is a really good tidbit for any parent listening as well, just taking those opportunities when you can to really connect and making the most of every every single moment. Exactly. So I feel as though personally, it takes kind of a tribe. So I have girlfriends who we do play date swaps with from time to time because my children are younger. Obviously, I have a two-year-old and a one-year-old, but or excuse me, a three-year-old and a (laughs) one-year-old. So I rely on my community and I also have my husband as well who helps pick up some slack. Do you rely on other people as well? Or like do you have family that's able to watch your daughter from time to time when you need to get in that extra work? Or do you feel as though I mean her being at school is probably a big help? Being at school is a big help, but my I have to say that my rock is my family. Without my, my parents especially have been so supportive. If I am overwhelmed, they offer to go pick her up. Or if I need a mental health day, or if I have, I have my tribe of girlfriends too, if I'm just overwhelmed and I just kind of need a little bit of a break every now and again, my parents offer to hang out with my daughter and they are amazing. They're, they, help pick her up and they help, you know, they're their gymnastics practices and they also always have my facts. So they know what my motives and beliefs are. So they're always there reiterating and we we are a tribe and it it takes a a village to raise a family. And that's definitely what I have. Definitely. It does. It takes a village. It takes a village. And I feel like a lot of times from my experience, especially most recently, mompreneurs are like, I feel like I have to do everything. I have to do every single thing and they're not relying on their village, their community to help uplift them and strengthen them so they really can be the best mom that they want to be, the best business owner that 
they have the potential to be as well. So thanks for that insight, especially as a single mom. I feel like you're you're wearing so you're wearing two hats. <laughs> you're being a mom and a dad and so many things. And so I just really admire you for that. And so thank you. Good work. Okay. So you are the Pinterest, you've become the Pinterest expert here. Tell us more about the work that you do with Pinterest because this is it's truly fascinating. And I had a guest on, one of my first guests, Sophie Caldecott. And she briefly explained Pinterest and she completely blew my mind because she was like, Pinterest is not a social media platform. It's actually a search engine or even a discovery engine. And when she said that, I reflected on it and I realized, yes, every time I go into Google and I press images, it takes me to Pinterest. Like Pinterest Mm -hmm. is legit a search engine. And I'd never thought of it that way. I thought of it as just like a a place where I pin things and then never go back to them. Or I need a little Halloween inspo. So I go to Pinterest and it's so not that. So can you tell us a little bit more about the power of Pinterest and why we should be on Pinterest? And from my understanding, it doesn't take a whole lot of time either. It's not something that you're constantly engaging in. Like you don't have like these followers where you're commenting and all of that. Or am I wrong? No, you are absolutely right. Well, and I actually listened to that podcast and I was like, yes, girl, it is more of a search engine than than anything. And Pinterest is its own strategy. It's different than any other platform. And it is, and it's even more than a search engine. It's a discovery engine. And because you go to Pinterest and yes, you might be looking up recipes or yes, you might be looking for Halloween inspo, but you're going there for intention and you're going there to learn. And who might they learn from? Another blogger, another entrepreneur, a business owner. And because bloggers are businesses and there are 250 million users on Pinterest every single month. And there's, I know, and they're on there intentionally looking and searching for new brands to discover. Because when you're on Google, most of the time, it's the biggest companies that show up first. Because if you don't show Mm -hmm. up on that first page, you're likely not going to get discovered. But Pinterest allows you the opportunity to be in front of 250 million people a month. I could talk about Pinterest all day. (laughs) (laughs) And for people that are like me, I'm definitely a visual person. So when you're on Pinterest and you're saving those things, a lot of the time you go, you go back there, you go and you say, okay, well, Halloween's rolling around. And I have this whole board of costume ideas. Let me go and find that DIY. Are you familiar with Jojo Siwa? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Uh it's not my kid's generation, but yeah. I I do know who she is. She's yeah. For all those, those parents out there, all those mamas out there whose kids love Jojo, I'm right there with you. And, (laughs) and when you're going and you, so here's how it works. You, you, you save that pen and you go back. You're like, okay, I need to find that inspiration. You click on that. And even though it's not business related, you go on there and you click in their blog and you land in their blog and you see all of these tips. And then they have an affiliate link and that takes you to Amazon where you can go and buy your wigs or your Jojo bows or something. And then as a blogger, that is how you make your money is through affiliate marketing. So sure. It might just seem like you're going in their blog and you're clicking and you're discovering, but on a business side, you pour your heart and your soul into creating these DIYs or even business bloggers 
or small businesses in general, they put all of this out there. And if you're just relying on Google, it's unlikely that unless you're a big name, you're going to be discovered. But in Pinterest, you have the opportunity for people to land on your website, discover you, fall in love with you, and then one, you make money because they they fall in love with your product. So they start clicking around. And, but then you also have lifelong readers. You have fans. You have people in your corner. And it's such an underutilized, underrated tool. And I don't think that even readers understand the power of Pinterest. And they're going on, they're just looking. But from a business standpoint, how many opportunities, how many platforms do you have? And like you said, engagement is key in Facebook, Instagram, whereas Pinterest, as long as you're posting consistently and you have, and you're utilizing your SEO properly, you can be discovered by millions of people on autopilot, essentially. Yeah. So that was my, that was my question. Is that, is that the secret to Pinterest is search engine optimization? Because you're so obviously Google, you want to rank on the front page, otherwise you're not Mm -hmm. going to be realistically discovered. And Pinterest allows an opportunity for even the smallest newbie bloggers to be discovered. How, how is that possible to gain that visibility? How does, how does Pinterest make that possible? Absolutely. SEO is a huge part of it. And there is some, there is some ranking, of course, where you definitely want to be at the top of the Pinterest feed. Then once you've optimized SEO, you really want to have eye-catching visuals. And what what that means is if you have text, you want them to be able to read it. If you have the if you have graphics in your images, you want them to be clear and you want them to be relevant and eye-catching. Or if you, there a lot of people use infographics, those are also really popular. You want it to you still want it to speak to your ideal audience, your ideal client. You want to still know who that is. So when you're creating those images, or actually now video. Pinterest. Yeah, is. I was about to say that. I saw, <laughs> the other day, my yes. mind was blown. I saw it was an advertisement, though. Actually, it was a video. Mm-hmm. So how long? But I didn't. I didn't spend a lot of time on there. I've been working on a project, so I haven't had a lot of free time to really research it further. But so how long is are the videos allowed to be? So videos are about tw- can be about twenty seconds long, and. Okay. I know the bigger companies now you can you can pay for that ad space and have longer videos or larger videos and they take up more of course Pinterest has got to make some money too right but mm-hmm. you can have 20 seconds to be able to display your product in a different way or your blog or DIY or Etsy shop whatever it is that you have you have the opportunity to share that in video form now too very very interesting yeah that's truly interesting i'm i'm interested to see how Pinterest transforms with the video feature. Cause I was just thinking about it now. Could you imagine if everybody was using, I mean, cause right now video is so new. So it pops because you mm-hmm. have all of these stagnant images and then you have this video playing. And so it kind of pops, but if there were several videos playing at the same time, which now that I think about it even more, Pinterest probably won't do that because it would just be too visually overstimulating. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't be able to, there would be way too much going on. So getting into that market now, while it's still new and fresh with videos is probably ideal. So that is really cool. Very, very interesting. Yes. I'm stoked. I like, I'm about to start a tailwind account and create some <laughs> visuals and in good time I will. So Anyway, but that's your job too. Do you create visuals for these too? Because that's a time-consuming aspect in itself, creating beautiful visuals. 
Yes, I do. So that's part of what I do for clients. And and that's part of the strategy too. And I even recommend for people that want to get into Pinterest is batch your tasks. And if you know what you're going to be writing about, if you have a blog or if you have a launch or something that you're doing, or even Etsy shop owners that have products, batch everything together, launch everything at one time. So even if you're not launching it for two weeks, you have it scheduled in Tailwind or in Pinterest so that you can just get it all done at one time because it is time consuming. And especially as mompreneurs, we have a lot on our plates. So to batch your tasks and create those eye-catching images all at one time, spend an hour, create 10 images or or two hours, but then you don't have to keep going back to that. And it, it ends up taking more time in the long run. Right. Because if you're like in the flow, I've noticed from my own endeavors as well, if I'm in the flow of working on one project, mm-hmm batching everything is really powerful. It does save a lot of time because you're already in the flow of doing one thing instead of stopping and starting something new. So that was a really great tidbit. Do you have like one big tip for mompreneurs or your top three tips for marketing on Pinterest that any mompreneur can do to boost her search engine optimization game with Pinterest? What are your, what are your tips? So first of all, beyond Pinterest. <laughs> that's okay. the, that's my biggest tip. And when you're on Pinterest, make sure you have a business account. Make sure that that you have a clear profile picture and now you can actually customize your your Pinterest profile cover. So make sure mm-hmm. that your that you have right and that you make everything as custom to you as possible. And before you start writing your username, before you before you name your your Pinterest profile, research keywords in Pinterest because Pinterest uses its own SEO. Oh, really? It does. So when you're on Pinterest and you're searching in that in that search bar for you're looking for for DIY Halloween costumes, the the first results that come up are the most searched terms. Okay. And so when you're creating your account, even when you're naming your pin images, use that. This is my biggest tip. This is, this is everything. Okay. Use the Pinterest smart search as your SEO research. Pinterest smart search as SEO research. Got it. Yes. And Pinterest basically gives you the answers as to what to write about, as to how to name your boards. And I'll get into that in a second, how to name your Pinterest account, how to even write your blogs, how to even optimize your website. If you're going to be using Pinterest, then you have to be on Pinterest using their search because you would be surprised as to what people are searching. So even if you say lunch recipes for kids and you see that come up, those first three results are what your readers are looking for. So know your market, know your readers, because on Pinterest, there's everything from kids recipes to how do I boost my traffic or how to start a business or what is a virtual assistant? What is a Pinterest man? Everything under the sun is on Pinterest and your audience is on Pinterest. If you're a mom boss and your target is coaches, you can bet you that your target audience is on Pinterest looking for ways to land more clients, how to build their business, how to attract high ticket clients. That is, that's all on Pinterest too. It's more than just recipes. It's more than just DIY Halloween costumes. Right. Which I just found out recently. Cause when I think about Pinterest, you think like, Oh, beautiful DIY 
things. Right. But yeah, people want quotes. They want so okay. I guess I have to wrap my head around that more because I do. People go into Pinterest and search business strategies outside of Pinterest. Pinterest is where I go to find business tips that are not Pinterest related. Exactly. Oh wow! Very very insightful. Okay, so I I just recently heard about rich pins. Right. What is that? So. When you have a business account, you unlock a variety of features, including being able to verify your website and and how you right. do that. And there's different ways, whether you're on WordPress, Squarespace, there's different ways to do that. Once you verify your website, you can unlock something called rich pins. And it allows Pinterest to pull the metadata and alt tags directly from your website. So when people are saving pins from your website, it pulls all of that data for you. Plus it pops up in the feed because you have bolded titles. It pulls all of that information and it also pulls the keywords that you entered in manually. So you have, you've unlocked a whole variety of SEO features. And if your blog is optimized with SEO, it gives your pin a greater chance of being seen in the Pinterest feed. Very cool. I dig it. And you're able to brand those pins too. Like when you post something, it automatically will have like your website or your brand image. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Yes. And it'll pull the title from your website. It'll pull the meta description and it will, it'll bold your website. So it essentially has a call to action for you. Plus if you're an Etsy shop owner or if you have Shopify on your website there's features now that uh, that allow them to shop directly from Pinterest without them even having to go oh, to your website. That is cool. That I mean, we all want shopping to be so easy and convenient. Exactly. Um, it's almost scary how convenient it is, but we want it to be as convenient oh as gosh. possible. So to be able to just <laughs> click on a Pinterest image and be able to shop, I mean, blows my mind. That's amazing. So all Etsy owners and Shopify, yeah. And Pinterest stats show that... of all women between the ages of what 22 and 45 are on Pinterest and over 65% of those people make $75,000 a year or more. So people that are on there are, they're willing, they're decision makers and they're wanting to buy from you. They're going on there with intention. They're going on there with money to buy from you. And they, and unless you're on Pinterest, they won't even know you exist. Yeah, that's a powerful tidbit. Okay, so you said you had a couple more tips for board creation and was there something else? You know what? I was going to bring up rich pins, but I, we covered that already. Okay, you hey, are ahead hey, of the game, hey, Chanel. Hey, hey, hey. There we go. You are ahead of the game. So, well, and I'm going to talk about boards. You want to make sure, so when you're starting your account, you want to make sure you have you start with about five to ten boards. Okay. Directed toward your ideal client. You want if you have a blog or products, you want to have a best of board where you only pin your pins, and then the rest of them are related. So, for example, if you are a career coach, you might give, have a board for networking tips. You might have a board for strategy, or even like copy or even up level. And there's even features where you can look up board SEO as well. So when you're searching in that search bar, instead of searching pins, you can search for boards and you can find the most popular board titles because that's important too, is what you name your board titles because that's how people will find you. And then they're more likely to click in there and see all of your beautiful pins that you've created. Very, very cool. So we should 
be posting other content. So Gary V, I don't follow him like exclusively. I've been following him on and off for, I don't know, six years. But he wrote a book called Jab, 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 Right Hook. And it talks about, you know, you build rapport, build rapport, build rapport, and then sell. Is that something similar that we should be doing on Pinterest as well? Should every piece of content that you're uploading be your personal content or should we be sharing other relevant content from from other bloggers as well? Is it spammy if you're constantly sharing your own personal content? Do you have any insights on that? Absolutely. So first of all, I'm going to mention that this is actually a very controversial ever-changing topic. Like most things on the internet. Well, exactly. But when you're scheduling on Pinterest, you want to be consistent. And that's the biggest factor. When you're first starting out and you don't have a lot of content, it's okay to post, I'd say 50-50, your content and then 50% other people's content. And then as you start to get more content, as you start to build your database of images and blog posts or products, then you you want it to be primarily your pins. So I would okay. say if you're scheduling 20 times a day, you want 16 to 18 of those pins to be your own. Once a day? Is that what you said? A day, yes. Wow. Because this is the thing. Like the best part about Pinterest is that you can post the same exact content as long as you have a different image. To a degree, yes. Okay. But Pinterest does know if you have 20 different images for the same link. And that could easily get you in Pinterest jail. So be careful of that. Okay. Okay. How would I be posting 20, I guess if you're a larger corporation or something like my view from home or something that has multiple writers, then there are ways to be posting 20 times a day. But as a small business, Mm -hmm. it feels virtually impossible to be posting 20 times a day. I mean, what, what would the average small business be doing? Do you feel like 20 times a day is realistic and, and should be done? I would say if you're a blogger or even if you're a business with a blog, I would say it's realistic after about 15 or 20 blog posts, because for each blog, you want about two to four images per blog. And that gives you plenty of content. But when you're first starting out, it's all about consistency. And if you're pinning other people's pins at first, if you want to just start building a following and start building your boards and really have a beef, a really beefed up profile, then I would say it's it's okay to start with about eight to 10 pins a day. And again, this is controversial. Some people say it doesn't matter. You can pin five times a day. You can pin a hundred times a day. But the people that have a million plus views a month are likely posting at least 50 times a day. And Oh, wow. That's I, crazy. Of their own personal content. Yes. That blows my mind. But, but and that, and it can seem overwhelming, but when you're just... Just baby steps. I would say before you even launch a blog, have three to four blog posts already up there so that you have 20 pins to pull from. And you can start scheduling those to post or having maybe one of those images post every single day. And then you just start as you add on, you add on more pins. And I I think a Pinterest is a snowball effect. It's not like Instagram where you'll get a hundred likes at once, one person will pin it and then 10 people will pin it. And then a hundred and low evergreen sort of. Exactly. And so start small. If you don't see results right away, just keep at it. Just keep adding content, keep adding value, keep targeting those 
ideal clients or readers with eye-catching visuals that are search engine optimized. And if it feels overwhelming, then hire Melanie Fountain to manage your Pinterest. Okay, so I wasn't going to throw it out there. <laughs> so the listener may understand this, but I just want to be sure that I've wrapped my head around this. Okay, so you're saying 50 pins a day. So if I have a multitude of blog posts on my blog and I have ample content, I can go through and post various images say I have like DIY Halloween costumes, my best sales tactics, and then a blog post just to keep it simple. Three. I'm going to post those. And then the next day, can I post those same exact things again? Or no, that's what you're saying. Cause then you can get into Pinterest jail. Cause unless I have like 500 pieces of content, I'm trying to wrap my head around how one could post 50 times a day because they're just recycling their content. Is that correct? They're recycling their content over and over? Well, as you get more content, you'll get more boards. And it's really, so it's not how much you pin a day in general, although you don't want to pin the same content 20 times in one day, but you want to spread it out between your boards so that you want them all to be kind of relevant to each other. And generally you have a couple different topics you touch on and you can spread them out between your boards. So at least on one board, you don't want to pin one image to one link more than once every two weeks. And that's why if you start off eight pins a day, where it's four pins of your own content, four of somebody else's, and you're just consistent with that. And then if you have, even if you want to make it four to five images per blog post, only two or three of those maybe you have on your blog post and then the rest are just connected to it. And it's just the more content you have, the more you can post out in there. And then if you're on Tailwind, which I highly recommend. Yeah, I looked into it. It's only $10 a month. Right. Which, yeah, which expenses add up in a business. But exactly. I mean, if you're getting traffic, then it pays for itself. Plus, if you're referring people, they have a really easy refer a friend and then you get money back for that affiliate program. There you go. So, hey. So for Tailwind, I know we were talking about when do I post this and I don't want to be too spammy. And Tailwind has a really awesome feature called Smart Loops. And you can create several different loops, either evergreen that post all year or seasonal pins. And you can set up rules to where, okay, they're only going to post to these boards. And Tailwind will actually give you tips on when to schedule, how often, and will even not let you post if it's too spammy. Mm, that's cool. So, so it's a smart feature. Right, exactly. So the more boards you have it posting to, the more content you have in that loop, the more often the, it'll loop through everything. So so keep that in mind if you're on Tailwind that there's that, that really awesome feature too. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know about that. So is there anything else you want to cover? You know what? I could talk about Pinterest all day. My advice is just to get started. Just start small, get on there, create an account, and just scheduling your content consistently on there because your ideal clients and readers are on there. And whether it'll catch on like wildfire quickly or in a couple months from now, if you show consistency and you're passionate about it, you will start to see your traffic grow. Yes. Okay. So all my mother hustlers out there listening, go ahead and start a Pinterest account. If you haven't already, get it, get it verified with your website and start pinning. 
Thank you so much for your time, Melanie. I truly appreciate it. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you best? I think your website's currently under construction. Is that right? Website is launching by October. So I'm really excited for that. You can find me on Facebook. My handle is blog and Pinterest. Surprise. And blog and Pinterest. Yes, wow, that's perfect. I know. And then on Instagram currently. And once I have my website up and running, you guys will be the first to know. Okay, awesome. And then I'll have all of those links in the description for this podcast as well. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This is a blast. So- All right, girl, I hope this episode provided you with some heart-centered sales tools for your sales and business caboodle. If you like this episode, subscribe and then leave me a little love in the form of a review. Sharon is Karen, girl. Share this with your mama's side hustle confidants. Until next time, mother hustler, keep confident, keep heart-centered, and keep at it. The world needs your products, services, and that special gift that only you have.